Turn with me to Psalm 56, please. Psalm 56. This section of Psalms, Psalms 52 through 61, or close to that area, are, are very similar in their approach. And it's David's call for deliverance, prayer for deliverance to the Lord for some difficult situations that he had gotten himself into and that the Lord had put him in. And I have taken great pleasure in reading through these psalms over the last couple of weeks, and in times past I've been somewhat fearful as to which psalm to present, and I'm not fearful this morning at all on Psalm 56. This stuck out to me, it was, it was almost like a light on the page, the other psalms quickly dulled, and this psalm was very bright and alive to me, and I'm excited to present it to you this morning. I want to make a few comments before I go into the psalm, and then I will briefly go through the verses of the psalm, and then make some concluding remarks. There's two kinds of people in this room right now. There's those that are going through trials and tribulations, and there's those that will. We don't know the timing of these things. These are in the Lord's hands. For those of you that are going through trials, this psalm should give you comfort and hope and strength in the midst of a dark time in your life, but yet the opportunity for a bright time. For those of you that are not, I give you what you need to prepare for those times. I give you the recipe for success during a trial or a tribulation that inevitably will come for those that are righteous, for we know that all that live godly shall suffer persecution. I also give you what you need to help those that are going through trials. So for those of you that are not in the midst of one, now you know what you can do and how you can help those that are, and the comfort that you can offer them. We are supposed to be in the body with others, according to Hebrews 13.3. And this allows us, this, this psalm allows us the information that we need to help those that are going through those trials and tribulations. What made David great? We quickly run to the stone from the sling and the head of Goliath. We quickly run to him going through a troop and leaping over a wall. I give you today, David's greatness in many times was in how he handled the trials and tribulations of his life. What he did when the Lord put him in a difficult situation and how he reacted. And Psalm 56 will give us that. If you get only two things from the psalm, it is this. Great men and women act appropriately when things go bad for them, when they find themselves in difficulty. And secondly, where do you find your trust? And verse 3 will encapsulate the entire psalm for us. We've got 13 verses, but in 10 words, the entire psalm will be given to us. Life will have its trials. It's inevitable because we sinned in the Garden of Eden. However, how you deal with those trials will define what kind of person you are. Whether you deal with them appropriately and correctly and quickly will define the kind of individual that you are. Proverbs 24.10 says, If thou faint in the day of adversity, thy strength is small. Great men and women are not always defined by their proactive approach to life, but many times their reactive approach to what the Lord puts in front of them and how they deal with the situations they find themselves in. I ask you this morning, why are the martyrs remembered? It wasn't necessarily for great acts they did in a proactive way, but yet how they reactively withstood the persecution yes. 
that the Lord decided to put them in. They are remembered because they trusted to the end. They did not trust to the halfway point. They did not trust to the final lap. They trusted to the end. And the Lord saw them through. There's different reasons why we go through these trials in our lives. Today's psalm is not to try to delve into those reasons, but yet to find out what we do when we're in them. Ecclesiastes 7.14 tells us that we ought to consider why we're in these situations. And I implore you to do so. But today, I want to give you the recipe and the cure for them. This psalm can be broken down into two components. The situations that David found himself in, a particular one in this psalm, and then David's confidence in the Lord to save him, and how he used that over and over, almost as a chorus for his life when he found himself in a difficult trial. The subscript in my Bible tells us that this was when David went before Achish of Gath and found out that although he thought he was going to be in a situation that would be better than where he was, he immediately became afraid and found out that there were many in his presence that were trying to kill him and get him in some serious trouble. And I want to tell you that I, although we don't believe the subscripts to be inspired, I want to read a couple of verses from 1 Samuel 21 and tell you that I believe this subscript in this particular case to be very true. 1 Samuel 21 gives us this account of Achish, king of Gath. And I want to read three verses. 1 Samuel 21, verses 11, 12, and 13. And this will give us the context for our psalm. And the servants of Achish said unto him, Is not this David, the king of the land? Did they not sing one to another of him in dances, saying, Saul hath slain his thousands, and David his ten thousands? And David laid up these words in his heart, and was sore afraid of Achish, the king of Gath. And he changed his behavior before them, and feigned himself mad in their hands, and scrabbled on the doors of the gate, and let his spittle fall down upon his beard. That's the context for Psalm 56, and you'll see that in some of the words. Let me read Psalm 56 to you. Be merciful unto me, O God, for man would swallow me up. He fighting daily oppresseth me. Mine enemies would daily swallow me up, for they be many that fight against me. O thou most high, what time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. In God I will praise his word. In God I have put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. Every day they rest my words. All their thoughts are against me for evil. They gather themselves together. They hide themselves. They mark my steps when they wait for my soul. Shall they escape by iniquity? In thine anger cast down the people, O God. Thou tellest my wanderings. Put thou my tears into thy bottle. Are they not in thy book? When I cry unto thee, then shall mine enemies turn back. This I know, for God is for me. In God will I praise his word. In the Lord will I praise his word. In God have I put my trust. I will not be afraid what man can do unto me. Thy vows are upon me, O God. I will render praises unto thee. For thou hast delivered my soul from death. Wilt not thou deliver my feet from falling 
that I may walk before God in the light of the living. Amen. Psalm 56, David, in front of a king, a great king, and finding himself in serious danger, calls out to the Lord. Quickly, I'll run through these verses. Verse 1 is a prayer for deliverance. Do you pray? When you're in trouble, do you pray? Do you ask the Lord for help? Or do you start looking to yourself or looking to others to help you? We ought to pray first, then look. Yes. Be merciful unto me, O God. Simple prayer. Peter said similar words. Lord, save me. Amen. All we need to do is we need to call out to the Lord. Yes. Verse 2, it's a description of what he was facing. <clears throat> he goes to the Lord and tells him what's going on. He wants the Lord to know the difficulty that he's in. Not to, uh, to tell the Lord, to enlighten him on the subject, but as fathers we know we want to hear the petitions, the needs that our children give to us, and to have them explain it to us. And what it does is it riles up a good father to want to go save and protect and keep his children. Verse 3 is David's pledge. This is the psalm encapsulated in these ten words. What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. It's that simple. The rest of the psalm just opens that up. But that verse is our pledge, and it was David's pledge. Verse 4, David's trust in the promises of God. David knew that the Lord had promised to keep him and protect him if he would call unto him, and so David did. In God I will praise his word. In God I have put my trust. He does not have to fear what flesh can do unto him. Verse 5, he goes back to the trial. Many times in our prayers, we pray, we ask, we implore the Lord. We tell him that we're trusting him, but yet we go back to him to describe what difficulties we are in. And David does it here. He goes back in verses 5 and 6 to ask the Lord for help, telling him what danger he was in. Verse 6, they were united in their intentions to trap David. Do we find ourselves at times, do you find yourself at times like everyone's against you? It's you against the world. It's you against everyone that you see, everyone that you face in a day. Many times, David found himself in this case. He would have a moment of protection and guidance from the Lord, and then it would be everybody against him again, from Saul all the way down. And he constantly had to fight these tight battles, and this is how he handled them. Verse 7, David transitions from despair to hope. You'll see earlier in the chapter, he was very scared, very nervous about what was going to happen next. But in verse 7, it transitions. Shall I, shall they escape by iniquity? No. In thine anger, cast down the people, O God. He knows that the Lord is going to take care of him, that the Lord is going to cast down those that are against him. And he starts to gather hope and gather comfort from those thoughts. Verse 8, a very tender verse. Thou tellest my wanderings. Have you ever felt like you were lost? Did you not know where to go next? Did you not know what step to take next? The Lord knows. You're never lost to the Lord. There's never a tear that's been shed that the Lord does not know about. There's never an emotion. In your deepest, darkest, quietest place, there's never been an emotion that the Lord did not see and know and has a a book of remembrance for those tears. He literally has them. He knows every single one of them. There's not a tear that has been shed that he does not know about. And because of that, verse 9, When I cry unto thee, then shall mine enemies turn back. This I know. Look at the confidence that David had. He was so fearful earlier in the chapter, but now look at his confidence. And the Lord will I praise his word in verse 10. And God will I praise his word. He's repetitive here to, to bring forth the joy and hope that he has that the Lord is going to save him and protect him according to the Lord's word. Verse 12, David made it a practice to praise the Lord for his deliverances. David many times in the psalm talks about the vows that he made. There's times where we find ourselves in situations where we go to the Lord and tell him, if you will help me, if you will protect me, 
I will praise you in the great congregation. I will praise you to your people. And David does this here. Thy vows are upon me. He knows that he has made promises to the Lord and he will perform and render the praises that the Lord deserves. In verses 12 and 13, both go together. He finishes with a couple of rhetorical questions about how he knows the Lord is going to protect him. For thou hast delivered my soul from death. Wilt not thou deliver my feet from falling, that I may walk before God in the light of the living? He finishes with a very logical argument. And I ask you, why do you want to live? Why do you ask the Lord for protection from the situations that you find yourself in? David asked for these protections and these deliverances because he wanted to walk before God in the light of the living. Why do you want to be delivered? I found it unique that Psalm 116 is a very close sister psalm to this psalm. And Psalm 116 has some of our our favorite verses in it. I want to give you verse 8 just as a context to this psalm. Psalm 116.8 says, For thou hast delivered my soul from death, mine eyes from tears, and my feet from falling. Very similar language. David found himself in these situations often, but he always went back to the same source, and that was his God and his Lord. To conclude, a couple of points. We come to church to hear about God. We do. We come here to hear about the great God that we have and His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. We get to hear about the Holy Spirit and the effect that that Holy Spirit should have in our lives and how He should bring forth the joy and hope that we have. However, if we don't live a life of faith and deal with the trials and tribulations the Lord brings our way, we're false. We're hypocrites. We have to live the way David lived in Psalm 56. And when we are afraid, we will trust in Thee. The Lord answered David. He will answer you. Just a few chapters later in 1 Samuel, I believe it's chapter 27, David's now friends with Achish, king of Gath. David was able to go back to the same king and seek refuge in another trial of his life. The Lord will answer you, and he will turn things around completely for you. Will we trust in him? I give you Psalm 56 and verse 3. What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. The Bible says, Psalm 34, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord will deliver them out of them all. Amen. Amen. Amen.